Podcast episode 37. Websites goldengoatguild.net, Golden Goat Guild on Instagram. You can wind your way over to Patreon, probably in the links wherever you found this, or via those two aforementioned outlets. <clears throat> as always, surrounded by my weapons. As usual, surrounded by my dogs in my open air studio facility, so you can hear nature around me. And I can stare out of my inner temple at God's epic creation. This is going to be a major episode if I can pull it off for you. We're at the point where yet another layer of a certain type of density has been established. And now moving on <clears throat> into another layer in, in the cake, if you will. I'm going to hit the criminal purpose right out of the gate. Endophysics, Garmambosia. Go through some some quick stats, which I'll probably stuff in here at the beginning. And then a big turn weaving together the importance of breath work with something. Comparisons are not necessary. I would say something... No, it's at the next level. I think breathing starts first. And true balance and agility are next. And I'm going to lay out some... Some pretty esoteric shit. That... Um, pardon me, myself and many others have been playing with for a long time and then we're going to return to if warhorse uh, avid absorbers will recall some introductory verbiage given to the notion of psychic archetypes I'm going to develop this a little bit. So, stats first. Episode 37. Coming up on, I think, pretty close to a year of the War Horse. I do get the occasional email about 
investigating orthodoxy. <clears throat> and I, I have to believe that those hold a type of value that's not really measurable. <clears throat> On the other hand, I have, not, I have gotten no emails, messages, DMs from anyone who has renounced the spectacle. I don't think that's, I, don't, I, th I still think we're on top. I think in many ways that's worth the effort alone. So criminal of purpose, principle that I want to share with you may be a familiar one. It has tactical roots, if you will strategic roots maybe into the old idea of hide in plain sight however this particular observation that I've made many times in my life and perhaps you have too perhaps you have employed this tactic has to do with getting caught Getting caught in general. I think I first figured this out probably in grade school at some point. And I have to admit, I've been surprised as an adult how well it works, which should not be actually that surprising given that elementary school and the state system of, of schooling, this massive indoctrination, dumbing down, homogenization process that the majority of us spent way more than 10,000 hours involved in. It's not surprising that this is, this is the root and so the branch is not very different at all. If anything, the branch just takes on worse and worse and stupider and stupider characteristics of, of the root, the trunk. Which is to say that most teachers are, are dumb, public school teachers. If you are one of these, I'm sure you're the exception. There are exceptions. I recall a couple, maybe two. I think they were both substitute teachers, but nonetheless. <clears throat> John Taylor Gatto claims that public school teachers as a whole are taken from the dumbest class of people that are employed, evidently. Beyond some their own conditioning towards becoming cogs in that proverbial flywheel, they're also incredibly lazy. 
the main draw being three months off in the summer. Again, there are some exceptions. I noticed that when I would get caught doing something that I was not supposed to be doing, which happens. If you're a guy like me who's going to do a lot of stuff that you're not supposed to be doing, and you're still very young, and you yourself haven't necessarily figured out just yet what the game really entails, that you, your, your best approach is to, if you're stuck in this type of situation, is to just absolutely buck the system entirely at the inner level and as much as necessary at the level of cause and effect, right? Material considerations, behavior, what have you. Mentally checking out into your own imaginary world is one of the best uh, available coping strategies. A lot of really good artists, you know, were, were those types who just adopted some sort of social camouflage, whatever. Uh, in my day, it would have been like grunge or goth or something like this. Athletics, too, can provide you this. And that's what it provided me for the most part. Sort of false identity that you can use at the level of the social, which everyone knows how to, how to play. I mean, as far as I know, um, the captain of the football team, uh, you know, still goes out with the homecoming queen. Despite all the other crazy shit that happens, there's this strange lineage, this little vein that, that follows through. As if, you know, it's traditional. So my insight, observation, I don't know, I certainly didn't invent this, and I'm sure that you've employed it a time or two, is to simply do not agree with the fact that you were caught. Sort of in line with um, deny everything, make counter accusations. If you're actually, you've been incarcerated, you know, my, my understanding is you want to, you want to shut up immediately and um, deal with, with the, the gears that you've been enmeshed in at that point. Prior to this, however, some sort of prop is just ridiculously useful. And the reason that it seems to be so useful, and it, one, it depends on how you use it, and then two, 
it depends on your overview understanding of the players involved. So whether this is some low-level sort of um, busybody worker who has caught you in some nefarious activity, or this is a security guard or law enforcement or just some do-gooder citizen or a property owner, if you are trespassing for as one example, an understanding of that person's needs really makes the difference. If you understand why they're doing what they're doing, you can leverage that in your favor. Most people are fearful and most fearful people the bottom line is not the important thing to them having a viable place to offload responsibility is what's important and this in my experience only gains steam becomes more deeply ingrained as years roll on you're probably more likely to run into some sort of hard ass who may care to engage with you and contradict your contradiction if they're younger so if they're younger you need to leverage that Occasionally, you will run into somebody who's young and really knows their business. The likelihood of them understanding their own situation, though, is incredibly, incredibly, infinitesimally, infinitesimally small. Um, therefore, Denying that you've been caught. Well, let's go over first like what that looks like. I think it's as easy as a wave and a nod and I'll be right back with you. At least half the time. That prop whether it's a badge, an authentic badge or some other type of badge, that might be a journalist badge that you can download that's, that's authentic, it's a press pass. You know, you're a citizen journalist. This went around for a while. Ron Paul types will recall opportunities to, to gain one of these. They're still out there. Maybe worth having. Some sort of worker pass on large campuses and the like. Sometimes there's a pass system. 
one way to to use that young guy is to leverage an under an advanced understanding of the the idiocracy inherent to bureaucracy if you have a couple of papers typed up maybe some signatures or what have you some letterhead some just some grids and shit on there that looks passable and personally uh, I would keep it pretty vague you know for those of you who have a greater understanding of um, setting up what spies call you know their cover um, would likely deduce I think correctly at this point that there's a balance between the specificity and the vagueness of whatever this prop is. If it's too specific, uh, it might make no sense at all. If it's too vague, it may make no sense at all. If I were almost any downtown area, something related to construction maintenance, what have you, with a couple of different addresses might be pretty useful. So at the level of cover, and if that's the way, if that's the level of specificity you choose to go, you would choose to go with in this hypothetical scenario, you may add the rest of the cosplay costume. The orange vest, the helmet, the toolbox. It may be a business suit. It may be business casual. It may be the, the uh, ubiquitous hipster uniform referenced way back episodes. Black hoodie, hipster black pants, brown or black featureless sorts of shoes some coherence between those it's going to go a long long way with with any individual you know um <laughs> As my friend said, the Agent Smith. Maybe that's the, the perfect analog for this criminal purpose piece. So you run into your iteration of Agent Smith. It's not just Agent Smith. I guess that's actually kind of wrong because Agent Smith is somewhat sentient. It's all those other characters in the Matrix that can be turned on, right? I forget. NPCs, what have you. Um, Agent Smith is going to react to that. So it's really Agent Smith you're, you're trying to avoid here. And being, you know, that at, at the level, again, of the push-pull, the, the biological materialist dipshit, they don't have an Agent Smith. They have less, quote, Agent Smith than they even think they have. Try calling um, law enforcement these days, or security for that matter.
So your younger individual who may have a hard-on for, for doing good, a potentially useful tactic at that point may be a fairly strong refutation of the statement only to be found out that you're you're oh my god it's the wrong address shit this guy is going to have this natural i mean he's clearly a climber and a striver anyway so when he finds out that you too are a man of getting things done and you've simply made a mistake I think that this individual's inclination is to take one step into relaxation and up the chain because his desire has sort of been validated. You know, he's quote stopped the threat, paused it, engaged it, found as once again, as ever, it's just some false fucking alarm. In this case, though, it's mildly interesting because you got a little bit of attitude yourself. One other potential risk is the sort of, what would we call her? She's kind of like the quiet, she's kind of the reluctant Karen. If you hit her with something slightly off, she's going to remember it. She may, she may have orders to, to make a note about it. A couple of obvious angles here. Dangerous, though. I mean... An observant female is, I mean, you got a whole spectrum, a whole slew of possibilities. And taking the next step into engagement to figure that out may be necessary. And you may find yourself, you know, all of a sudden three steps into a a sort of, uh, I don't want to say rabbit hole because it's, it's, I like rabbits too much to, you know, more of some sort of a marmot den or something that you don't want to go down into because she's got the inevitable individualized, particularized, and kind of primary... Um, issues of you evaluating her sexuality. So if she's a butt-ugly fatty and you don't read it right and come on too hard with the charm, that might lodge you more deeply into her mind than you need. If you shine her on, that might key up some some vengeance I think you have in in reality a split second to exercise your 
your social perceptive acumen and make your call. You do also have the fact, presumably, that you are a male and that you can run her the fuck over if need be. There, too, you know, um, millimeters of precision are required in the... It's, I would say it's more just going to come down to, like, a literal body language you're inhabiting a message sent i would go for honestly the man of you know the, the man of mystery i may then cloak that or double that with something more familiar i would probably go back to trying to connect with her on the level of Work a day, work a day, thank God it's Friday, blah, blah, blah. And I think that subconsciously with women, this sort of thing works very well because their needs for validation of their sexual prowess is they are mostly self conscious and, excuse me, unconscious and. unknown to themselves let's say or at least truth is is unknown in this in this respect that's just that's how they have to live the main point here is that simply denying someone's authority is an option Simply, you know, ignoring it like a child and going into like some sort of fuck the man, you know, thing is just, I mean, yeah, that might be there the deep root in all of us, but it's too overt. It's totally ridiculous. You're a man on a mission. But the attitude, I think the understanding to, you know, in transgression, uh, the criminal purpose, it's of the essence here, right? And so I like to take opportunities, you know, based on this discussion, whatever it is, 15, 20 minutes here, you may think I'm going around conning people left, right, and center. Or you may be able to understand, no, actually this stuff is pretty fucking general and it's more just about basic survival in an entirely insane social landscape. Um, let's do one variation, which is the rural. In my experience, a couple things. The rain has come, so I will continue to do this work, but I will shut some windows. Bear with me.
bear with me. Ah, rushing rain. Riker Riker loves it. A little bit better. Okay, well, if it's going to keep raining, perhaps I'll pause it and return. But I'll finish this point. And the point is, in the rural, surprisingly, I, I think that your, your actual threats in terms of intelligence are, are once again easy. They're easier to spot, honestly. Um, and the level of underlying threat is, is much greater. And they, you know, people understand this at um, a body level spacing, distance, escape routes, even if they never think about this sort of stuff, they understand it at some deep level. And so I never want to corner anybody. I always use body language to, you know, the, the exit is wide open here. Um, so blading, you know, to open, so that doorway, that roadway, what have you, your space, generally this alone, that type of body language takes care of it all drop your prop your cover story what have you and you're good on the flip side of that because you have less traffic in general in rural areas and small town talk and all these sorts of features something in terms of some considerations would be necessary as far as that cover story i think very common vehicle very nondescript description cover story in the city there's so much more novelty so many more possibilities of course, there's the main possibility that your interrogator will not have any idea what, what your cover story is about. Oh, I had no idea they were doing construction. When did they start that? I'm not sure. I was just brought in to consult for, you know, a small concrete deal. I'm not really sure. In rural environments, especially out west... Um, there's, uh, you know, a sort of one-upsmanship that's ongoing to this very day regarding your observations, even, even the stupidest possible observations. I mean, about the weather, about some new corn crib, that sort of shit, you know, an actual threat like, um some incredibly dangerous uh, intellectual dissident adopting a disguise and cruising around in areas unknown. The most distant fucking possibility um, available. Yeah, you know, it's just not going to register. Which brings us and arrives us to the point, perhaps I will continue, the rain seems to be dying merciful rain gods um 
Another way to play the rural game, this is why I like hipster, is if you want to play the out-of-town dipshit who's totally non-threatening, I'm not saying overdo it and show up in your, in your tight jeans and your, your faggy pink vans or something, but a few calculated tells And if honestly, if you are an urban dweller, if that's where you feel most at home, where most of your experience is, there are a million ways to play that card. Um, you know, the nice button-down shirt, short sleeve or long, newish, somewhat crisp. You know, it's going to send you, you could spend a decade, I mean, or fucking multiple decades in huge swaths of the West and not run into an iron shirt on country roads in your entire life. Denying being caught also has the quality of reaffirming for yourself the absolute dedication to the mission. Does it not? It's a pathological level of commitment native to few. The true believer, the cornered, the fanatical everything else everywhere all right all is vanity at this point it can all be bought and sold and those types of considerations to me that's the psychological warfare that is available to you in counter defense at the level of spiritual warfare Check our time here. 34 minutes. Okay, I will take a pause. P-A-U-S-E, you sick shits. And um, we're going to return with, uh, I think, I think Garmambosia. And a few other tidbits. I will probably tease for non-subscribing, freeloading, you know, behind the curve, shits who are still stuck in uh, whatever political solution land or whatever else what occupies your mind, um, you know, your own sense of uh, individuality and belief in personal freedom. Careful, you can get, you know, trapped in, in on Jay Dyer's side of the street real quick. But mostly, you know, I, everyone knows how good Jay's um, Nick Cage impersonation is, so very, very unlikely to be confused. I can't do a better one, but you get the point. Um, I'm going to tease uh, a major 
what I believe is a major next overlay. Levels of abstraction cohere here into an imminently practical introduction. So listen to some music, have a smoke break, eat a cookie. I'll be right back. Okay, so the rain has stopped. More nature noise. A couple previous episodes we've discussed the concept of not doing and how this can lead into a practice of true meditation, if you will. Not the sort of stuff that you're going to get on an app or not the sort of stuff that you're going to be inclined to give up on, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks or whatever, if you get a good night, night of sleep and whatever your circumstances change slightly, like we tend to do. The not doing I'm referring to here is much more important you're not even going to get there without raising the level of awareness such that you have access to something like a spiritual baseline for yourself. If you're one of these people who's constantly putting off kind of, well, I'm going to do it one day or whatever, and this goes on for years, and because there may be steps, there may be legitimate steps between when your soul and all of the fucking baggage that you are dragging around sort of finds a particular configuration of circumstances uh, such that you can you can get into some external path to support you on the internal and uh, that's fine been there myself and in point of fact I mean not doing may very well be considering uh, whatever kind of corrugated path discombobulated road you need to walk um, the not doing the doing of not doing may very well solidify itself to to a point where you've established this awareness internal awareness and come to understand these baselines of facts ugly facts about yourself your family your friends, the world around you, the austere and disturbing context beyond even the, the you know increasing pressures of 
the political, economic, uh, the material, etc. Beyond that. And we mentioned that through not doing, you approach um, a micro-fractalized iteration of the ultimate confrontation with the self, which is your exit from this plane of existence. How you conduct yourself, in a, if you even bring yourself to that door, all of these things are having, they're determining your fate. So if you choose to put that off for another day when another thing, or if you choose to make some deal with yourself, cool. But you don't make the rules and neither do I. And time is short as we are reminded constantly in orthodoxy. So it is incredibly useful, this tool of doing nothing, stilling your mind, stilling your body, not doing the phone, not doing the dinner, not doing the getting getting out at that exact time. All of that shit is not doing. I'm not going to fucking do it. What am I going to do? I'm going to do nothing. Really? Nothing? Really nothing. For many people, this can be impossible. It can be very difficult for most people. I think that a lot of the warhorse type listeners may find themselves the, the sorts that are going to negotiate. You're negotiating with who? With yourself? With a witness? You're negotiating in reality to a place where you can accept the witness into your life. Accept that that is the road. That's, that's the only exit out of where you are right now. If you want to assuage yourself, you can say that the divine spark within will always remain. Okay. But that ain't no guarantee that uh, you're going to have any agency. Okay. So, my <clears throat> offering of value to you is this. You make it through all, the, all that set of your avoidance patterns. You configure your life such that you can and you do look at your own tick-like reflexive need to essentially, you know, on a, a cosmological scale, engage in some form of masturbatory behavior or other. I mean, if it's not an emergency or pertaining to your divine duties as a father brother, friend, what have you, it can probably be put off. If you get through all that, one word of caution. Recall in Twin Peaks what Garmon Bosia was. It was this... In the level of reality of the show, it was apparently some sort of doctored up cream corn and um, there's some other substances in there, uh, some sort of like concentrated black ectoplasmic, presumably liquid portal material. 
coughed a little bit of blood in there. Um, you know, probably anything else that, that has to be picked up as it is regurgitated. Some snot, some food chunks. And it's this disgusting bowl of gruel that the demons, as envisioned by the genius David Lynch, they, this is their sucker. This is their, their joy. You know, this is their food. And so it's, it's said to be, you know, concentrated fear, terror, regret, anger, all of this concentrated negativity that they feed on. Orthodox and others on the path will tell you that when you make a step towards the divine, even if you have the whole, you know, nebulous watered down notion of this being the source or nature or, or the divine or whatever, and not capital G God. My opinion is that this functions the same. There's still demons, whether or not you want to acknowledge them. And the second that you make that move, many of the church fathers have detailed a similar uh, notion. And you, I, even if you ask like regular Orthodox folks at your church, you know, they may have observed this over time in themselves or in others that, you know, people show up for their catechism process and they're there for a little while and then they're gone and you never hear from them. The point is that this is almost like blood in the water. Um, for sharks, it's like you making that correction sends off a certain vibratory message out upon the green grid of aether fire. You know, there's a disturbance. And it's been my experience that this is true. That you make that move and you will immediately be confronted with obstacles. And what would be the purpose of this? Well, you instantly have sometimes pretty legitimate excuses, usually a bunch of stuff that's, yeah, I mean, did it really prevent you from making this great spiritual step forward, even as small and pitiful in reality as it is? Um, probably not. So, I believe there's a tie-in here with this idea uh, that I've, I've rehashed it many times, that... pops up in Blood Meridian, very Gnostic, um, many, many deeper layers to Blood Meridian, which is why it's actually the greatest book ever. Most people, novel ever. Most people, um, they see that, um, like astonishing descriptions, the astonishing writing, and they sense the power behind it. That power is not empty. You're not sensing wrong. Just because you're not familiar or I'm not familiar with this or that uh, the reference or the depth of the sort of hyperlinked text that you are presented with in Blood Meridian, 
is sort of irrelevant, I suppose. It's there. And this Gnostic, and I guess we'll detour for a moment to say, just because it's Gnostic and you heard from Jay Dyer or fucking Rod Dreher or whoever, not that those two are in any way, I do not categorize those guys the same, but just, you know, public sort of intellectual orthodoxy folks, just because they approach Gnosticism or that word or the the supposed knowing of what it is and how it how it fits in with the the entirety of that religion again i would caution if if that's your impulse fine if it's not that's fine too so much of the gnosticism there Is, I found it very useful. I still find it useful today. And, of course, there's this moment where the kid observes in Sproul some personal characteristic that's ill. And the kid says, what's wrong with you is wrong all the way through you. Back to Twin Peaks. You know, there are certain characters maybe the pinnacle of him being Laura Palmer who is this sacrificial sort of Christ-like figure in the totality of the story and so you know there's a limit to this analogy I suppose that eh, just depends on how you read it because we if we read you know that she she's this representative of the town or of humanity in full us with Christ then it works just fine to say that she she embodies this type of fatalism this sort of trajectory seemingly prefated trajectory um or decline tragedy well being that all life all story this is all rooted in tragedy in our in terms of how we are ultimately forced to perceive it on this level of existence even if you even if you want to find a way out you're going to have to face the tragic first let's put it that way <clears throat> even with that lens in front of us um, two things and this is why this is the amazing thing about Christianity so you approach this character Sproul out in your life you know the the analogical uh, version of him in your life maybe it's yourself and Christ would forgive him but Christ has no bounds at all. Um, Christ could inhabit him, you know, um, pop out the gold orb of his soul, swallow it, transform it, and probably transform the cosmos while he's at it. It's insofar as we connect ourselves to this entity and begin to, grant, to gain the green ring of Jesus fire fucking A 
that there is a is an easy sort of advanced maybe uh sidestepping of responsibility on the flip side you do have to use black and white amid amongst the gray thinking so as to make these choices about how you engage people in the world you're going to pay for it one way or another on the level of treatment of others if you choose to never step on the road you're not even a player that's the fucking reality i mean in my opinion principles principalities demonic entities the egregore the death cult what have you that's what's in charge absolutely not even in a sort of figurative sense there's no substance to george bush there's no substance to the queen fuck that fuck your whole thing there or any of the rest of them do you really think there's any substance to jeffrey epstein in some sense being that he was an operative and just a extremely depraved lustful motherfucker he may actually have more agency you know in the judas sense he may actually in the long run fucking come out ahead of some of these what we would see as bigger players or players more recent, obama what have you um iconic sorts of from our side scapegoat like figures it's not going to do to crush the one and forget the other right now nothing's getting crushed at all so dragging it all back to this level of the warhorse you may be the garmambosia character you may be the sprawl character how are you going to manage that how are you even going to observe it the technology through the archetypal patterns is how you do it and it can be done most people i right i mean in every fucking movie it's telegraphed from a mile away that guy's the hero he's gonna have to dig deep but he's got grit this guy's a deceitful turd who's really not gonna make not gonna have it's not gonna happen for him fine there's a danger when you arrive at that place having purged yourself and turned the leaf made a move towards metanoia there's a danger as well in presuming that <clears throat> the common tactics of storytelling which mostly come um 90% 98 for most people maybe more come from um a deceitful place an incomplete place at best and part of well i'm going to check our time because i can i can run down yeah we won't maybe we'll come back to it someday maybe we won't for now and keep this first hour nice and tidy and i will tell you in the way of a teaser that while breathwork 
is the key to a vision of the kingdom of God within. It is not how you fortify and protect that kingdom. It's not a kingdom that's just sitting there waiting for you to get off your ass and you know, you'll kind of get it together one day and show up. That's why the time is short. You got to get it together today because all of the shit that's been let slide for so long, fuck it, don't feel bad about it. You're forgiven. Fail quickly. Moving on to the absolute construction phase to fortify what I have termed to hunt power is the, is the step. What is going to transpire in the next subscriber's esoteric hour? Um, and yeah, it will probably leak out into other hours. So you, you non-subscriber um, hanger on, hangers on can, can probably deduce it. And I, I'm not, I'm fucking being facetious here. It's, it's not mine. It's nobody's. Um, but in my opinion... I'm going to attempt to add value by discoursing, tying it together with a bunch of other concepts. And this is at the level of the body in a panentheistic endophysics reality. You can choose to be a tenderfoot, you know, walking right. You can choose to approach that by running 12 miles and, you know, deadlifting and squatting till your face falls off. Um, and like I said, you know, in an earlier episode, I believe there's really, everyone likes to think like, well, you got to, you know, show hustle. In my experience, the showing of hustle is cheap. As was said, Abraham Lincoln, if given eight hours to chop down a tree, I will spend five, or maybe said seven, sharpening my axe. So ponder that shit relative one to the admonition to get moving. Um, you know, wind your way into that procrastination hole like I do and then work your way back out. But relative also to this notion of, of power. We've mentioned it many, many times and it remains somewhat nebulous. It was nebulous for me. It will, by its nature, always be somewhat nebulous. We've mentioned ritual. We've mentioned rite of passage. And we've said that rite of passage is a constant, an opportunity that is constant. We are passing at every moment. To develop the right in your own individualized system of value, 
is part and parcel is intrinsic to the notion of gathering personal power. What's the personal power gathered for? Um, once again, it's gathered for the, the ultimate and absolute final confrontation. We all like to think that we will smile at death on the battlefield. I think what everyone means is that they're going to smile at the guy that killed them. What's wrong with you is wrong all the way fucking through you. So that's our one, boys. Goldengoatguild.motherfucking.net King of Dogs, best novel of the past decade. New shirts underway happening. Um, different fabric comp com composition. Different designs. Several other projects are in the works. No updates from Mr. Winkler, which is fine. He gave us a five months, whenever that was, two months ago. And um, as far as I know, we are full speed ahead. Probably before Christmas. Anxiously awaiting it myself. Any other housekeeping tidbits before I go away and drink some kefir in preparation, the champagne of dairy, if you don't know, in preparation for the esoteric dump in hour two. I don't think so. I hope you're well. If you enjoyed this, I would appreciate you subscribing and um, sharing it, commenting. If you read King of Dogs, and you have not left a review on Amazon, a five-star review with a couple of lines, I would really appreciate it. And uh, I think that's it. Otherwise, I, ho I hope you got something out of this. And um, if you did or if you did not, you're welcome to DM me, email me, are not welcome to show up at my house, but if you would like to schedule uh, a time and a place to meet for a gentlemanly confrontation, dual or otherwise, um, assuming you're a hater, of course, I, you know, I will not turn that down. All right. Otherwise, I hope you have an excellent week. Many interesting episodes, last bit of housekeeping, um, interviews and the like scheduled to go down this week. Adios, amigos.